Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow! I'm Sam Delaney. So what? <laughs> we've, um, we've dropped the Wu-Tang names, the introductions, because we keep forgetting what they are. So uh, that's moved on now. Um, yep. There we are. Sam, you uh, appear to be wearing what can only be described as a scarf this morning for this recording. I'll set the scene. We're in our respective homes doing this uh, remotely as we often do. In our rigs. In our rigs, yeah. And you appear to be wearing a scarf. Are you suffering from bronchitis? My rig has yet to have the ceremonial heating (laughs) day of switching the heating on. I don't know how you mark (laughs) that day in your house. So obviously it's a big day, right? Yeah. Um, you know, people, different households sort of celebrate in different ways, like Christmas or transfer deadline day, yeah. right? Um, and like Easter, it isn't the same day every year in our house. No, of course not. It you know, you, depends you on ne- temperature, doesn't it? Yeah, you never know. Depends on the climate. And with, I, with the, climate, the climate change thing, it gets later and later each year, doesn't it? I exactly. Find. So yeah. I don't know what the rhyme or reason behind it is. I, it's not within my remit here in the rig it is my wife's decision when the heating goes on yeah it's you not personally on. you personally are clearly gagging for it because you've got your scarf on the dear mine's lots of reason why the heating controls and all <laughs> matters surrounding the utilities are yeah. the responsibility of my wife <clears throat> i'm not going to start whinging i'm a pretty tough guy and that's why i'm <laughs> willing you know my best mate is SAS legend Chris Ryan. So let's just say yep. I've learned a thing or two from him. Let's just did say he did. Did he advise you to put the scarf on today? Did you give him a call and say, "Look, look, Chris, I it's, a a bit, it's a bit in, cold today. What do you recommend?" Well, I put said, a scarf on, Sam. My original text to him was, "Do you know how to work central heating? Because my <laughs> wife hasn't put it on yet, and I'm freezing." And he's gone. Try a fucking <laughs> scarf, man. That's what we'd do if we were out on manoeuvres and it was cold. You don't, you don't have fucking, you don't have central heating or a thermostat when you're out in the, in Arctic conditions, mate. Put a scarf on. So I put a scarf on and then I'll just wait because I don't know how to work the heating controls. Yeah. I don't, Andy, I don't know where they are. It's so, hard, isn't it? Yeah. So I just put the scarf on, keep my head down, keep my mouth shut and wait for that special day. I like the surprise yeah. of the day when yeah. the heating's on. I suppose so. Did you text to Chris say, Chris, do you know how to work the central heating without another person finding out? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He's like, I want to do it. I don't want to leave any prints. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so what's happening with uh, laundry at your your rig? Is it still getting hung out on the line to dry? Is it still an outdoor drying situation? Not when I do it, mate. Not when I do it. I stick mine in the tumble dryer. 
Oh, you got a tumble dryer. Wow. I got a tumble dryer. Fancy London wears. I had to lobby for a tumble dryer for many years, and now mm. we've got one. When I do the laundry, I just stick it right in there. I mean, it's yeah. not probably environmentally sound. <laughs> I don't think it's it is lazy. At all, though. It's lazy. No. It is lazy. Well, uh, but at this time of year, question. I think you can justify it. Because yeah. you can have the clothes rack up around the house, but when you've got, you know, there's four people living in this house, there's a lot of fucking laundry going on. You just have yeah. a house full of fucking laundry racks. It's not Possibly, on, mate. yeah. Well, tell us about it. Um, well, the heating's been on here for mm. at least three weeks now. Which Whoa! Just goes to, yeah. I suppose it's colder up there, though. That, that's exactly, that just goes to show the difference between north and south, temperature-wise. Mm. But mm. there we are. So all my um, washing's getting dried on the radiators at the minute. Oh, lovely! In case you were wondering, what times it? What times it go on, mate? I think you can see what time is it there now. No. <laughs> it's the same as same as Northern, you, you dick. Northern time. <laughs> um, what time does the heating go on? The heating goes yeah. on. Um, it goes on at about six in the morning, just to warm yeah. us up as lovely. we get out of bed. Lovely. Um, and then it <laughs> probably doesn't go on again till mid evening. Oh, okay, so there's a little unless gap. there's yeah. a, a clothes drying emergency. Yeah, and it's a close yeah. drying emergency. Hey, It'll go um, on, uh, you know, as and when. i tell you what I had on last night, and I've had on quite a few nights recently. Uh, my electric, My electric blanket. <laughs> I've got an electric blanket, oh, mate. Fucking hell. If, if I remember, I will stick that on, well, the earlier the better. I mean, if I go up for a, a wee at eight, and I remember then, it goes on. Always level three, which is the highest level. You know, that's the way I roll, man. I'm not a fucking... I'm not a man who does things in moderation. If I fucking do something, I do it big and hard, right? Jesus Christ. That's why I'm not allowed to know where the controls of central eating is, because I would have it up full blast. All the time. All the time. This is uh, this is embarrassing because uh, you know I thought there was I thought it was some kind of like London South temperature thing going on, and you haven't got the central heating on yet. But in fact, you've got so many backup things. You've got your tumble dryer going yeah. on. You've yeah. got your electric blanket yeah. pumping away all night but, long, mate. These Jesus are my workarounds. Christ. These are my workarounds. I don't yeah. have the electric blanket on all night. That's not safe. You're not supposed to do that in case you fry. So I put it on <laughs> before I go to bed. Then the, the the key thing about the electric blanket is that lovely feeling when you get under the duvet. It's so yeah. cozy. Then I and then I switch it off just before I fall asleep. I've not I've not um, used or deployed, if you like, an electric blanket <laughs> since <laughs> I was a little kid, and I used to stay right. over at my grand's house for sleepovers mm. in her widow's rig. Yeah, um, which was pink, <laughs> as we remember. And had lots of like widow's rigs tend to be very well heated. Yeah, it had an electric blanket, and it was a very thin one, and you could feel the cable going through it all the oh, way yeah. through, That's up and down. Nice. Are they still like that now? Mate, technology has moved on so much might have. since those days of the widow's rig in the 1970s. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, one of the key things is is the speed with which they heat up. I mean, right. I had one when I was a kid and I used to just, like switch it on quite a long time, like hours before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. Now, if I forget, it's fine, mate. I go in, I switch it on, I clean my teeth, wash my face. When I'm back in the bedroom, it's sufficiently warm for me oh, to feel cosy. This is important information because, you know, you know, when people want to buy a new car, they want to splash out and treat themselves, mm. they'll, get a, they'll get a loan. 
in mm. order to get a new car, they'll borrow like, you know, seven or eight grand. Yeah. Pay it back over four years. I'm thinking of doing this, but for a new bed. Are you? Because I reckon a bed is more important than a car at this time of life. Well, we've said before, spend the most money in your house on the bed. But yeah. that's not just the bed itself, which obviously is important. It's accessories it's as well, isn't it? all of the bed accessories. It's your rig, yeah. right? It's your sleeping yeah. rig. So you get the bed, you get a good frame, good solid frame, right? Then- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome along to Top Flight Time Machine Football Podcast. <laughs> right, get yourself the best mattress you can afford, right? Yeah, exactly. Then, crucial, and we've talked about this before, the pillow, right? Pillows. I Do got not my- skimp on pillows. I've got my. I've talked about it before. It's the best thing I own. It is num. It, by a mile, the best item I own is my John Lewis pillow. Right. Yeah. Which is one of those heavy pillows that molds to the shape mm-hmm. of your head and neck. Yeah. It, give, it gives impeccable support. Right. Yeah. It is wonderful. And then, do you of course, have it, do you have it positioned at an angle, sort of like a forty-five degree angle to the bed head? No. Flat. I have it, you have it straight. Flat. I have it straight, flat. Yeah, yeah. Flat horizontally uh, or vertically? Uh, ha- uh, horizontally. And you lie in, into yeah. it. Okay, okay. Mm. You know, one of those like, people that lies kind of half sitting up. No, fuck that. <laughs> like an I, old man of, course, in of course, in the morning when I wake up and have my cup of tea, <clears> and <throat> you know, look at my ha- phone. Ho, oh, oh, stop there. Tea. Do you have a tea's made next no. to the bed? No, fuck okay. that. I had a tease made once. When I went to university, my mum bought me a tease made as a going away present. It was more or less like, here you go, you lazy cunt. Learn to fucking, I've got you a robot to make your tea for tea you. Because for you. You probably don't even fucking know how. <laughs> and she got it me. It was just an Argos one. It wasn't fancy. And the tea, the, the hassle that you have to go mm. to the night before means exactly. it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, and because of course in those days as well, you know, when I was going to bed really pissed late at night, the idea that I was going to start fannying about (laughs) with fucking putting water into a filter and all the rest of it, fuck off, setting up your tea robot before you go to bed. Yeah, exactly. Programming (laughs) my tea robot. The tea it makes is disgusting. Now I get up as soon as the alarm goes off. I'm fucking downstairs. As soon as the uh, the uh, radio alarm goes off, I'm I'm downstairs fucking making the tea with tea yeah. leaves in a fucking pot. I bring Whoa. it back up on a tray every day. With, with every tea day. leaves? Only tea leaves. How? Not a tea bag? Not a tea bag. So how how does this work? Have well, you got a strainer I've, or something? Do you no, put because the- I've got a teapot that's got an internal strainer. Got an internal strainer, right. I've okay. got an internal strainer, so... You just pour it straight out. You don't have to fuck around with a with a, putting something over the thing, and it's actually quicker. People go, "Oh, what a hassle!" And you go, "No, mate, because if you're fucking if you're making a couple of cups of tea, three mm. cups of tea, one for my son, my daughter doesn't have it, right, and one for me and my wife. You you go, you have to put th- you have to pour three separate cups, stir three separate bags, quite mm. a long time because you like quite strong, right." And then fish them out, throw them away, put the fucking milk in, fuck that, pour all the water into one pot, take it upstairs, take it upstairs on a tray, 
and after you've sat there, you might get up, you might look at the news headlines, look at last night's football scores or whatever on your phone. Wow. don't forget, I go to bed really early, so there's lots of stuff I've missed you, out you, on overnight. You, 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 sound like, you, sound like, you, know, you sound like Bruce Wayne. I sound like a widow. No, yeah. And then... <laughs> And then, before you know it, the tea's brewed. There's no pissing about stirring a tea bag around. It's just fucking, it sits there, just brews itself. Fuck. Pour it out, so, nicest cup of tea you could have. I right, get York, uh, you can get Yorkshire gold tea leaves, loose leaf. Right, and I'm going to, well, you're pointing at me while you tell me that. Because <laughs> I read that's the point that I really need to land with you. Don't yeah. go skimping on tea leaves, right? Yorkshire, Yorkshire tea, gold. Gold. Leaves, right. Who, how, how are the tea leaves disposed of out of the teapot once they're done? Well, that seems like a chore, potentially. No, it's not because there's this metal. I'll have to send photos and post them on the, uh, on the, on the Instagram so everyone can see. I'll do it step by step. I'll do it step by step. But the, 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 it's like a caddy and it hangs inside the tea, the teapot, right? It's a metal caddy perforated yep. metal hattie and you spoon the tea leaves into that right right and right. then you pour the water into that yep. and it sort of all diffuses out into the pot so then right. when you when you clean the teapot all there is is a load of wet leaves inside this caddy you remove in the, the caddy, caddy t- bang, oh. in the bin yeah maybe Done. a little rinse around afterwards little as well yeah quick rinse like really Fucking simple hell. rinse Right, and you, you shouldn't really, you shouldn't really wash your teapot too thoroughly. In actual no, fact, no, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't that's, because that's you, you should, you should build it up. You, you know, yeah. you give it a swill around with some water, but don't be getting the soapy cloth right in there. You'll ruin Fucking it. Fucking hell, this is uh, this is a game changer for me. This. So this is what you've got to think about if you're thinking of a rig makeover in your bedroom. You've got to mm. go right deep. You've got to think of the. Do you have a proper tray to bring the teapot up on? What sort of bedclothes are you going to invest in? You know, <laughs> nightgown. I have nightgown. Yeah, I, I've, I've told you before, right? <laughs> like we winky winky. I've got my house coats, haven't I? I've got my winter one <laughs> you have, and my yeah. summer one. I've got winter and summer, and I've just recently switched over to the winter. <laughs> That's quite interesting. You've switched to the winter one, but the central heating's not on yet. When the central heating well, these kicks are all in, workarounds, will you, mate. Will you switch back temporarily to the summer house court? Will I be prob- like a kind I probably of a, will because, to be honest, I prefer the summer one because <clears throat> I've got more mobility in it. The yeah. winter one is quite thick and heavy. It's velour sort of yeah. effect, and yeah. it's quite big and heavy. And I don't <clears throat> feel like I have enough mobility. In case I no. need to spring into action, you, you feel you quite ponderous I mean? in it. So if yeah, an intruder ooh, came in, it adds a couple of pounds. If an intruder came in and you had to reach for your, your metal baseball bat under the bed, yeah, would I you wouldn't want to be. Would you put your house coat on first? <laughs> I'd put the summer one on. You put the summer I, one, obviously. I'd yeah, put the summer gonna... one on, even if it was a winter attack. <laughs> <laughs> There's the title of this episode: Winter Attack. <laughs> If I was if if I came under winter attack, yeah. I would definitely put on the summer house coat. Yeah, you wouldn't because you wouldn't be, if not, you'd be, I would. You'd well, be thinking, you'd think more about mobility than comfort at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I knew that if I was springing into action, my body would naturally generate heat. It's the adrenaline, isn't it? Yeah, it's adrenaline. So I wouldn't worry too much about being cold. Um, <laughs> The other good thing about my setup is that my slippers 
have rubber soles to them mm. which uh, allow grip and they also mean that in the morning when I take out any recycling I very often have to go out the front in yeah. the morning take out recycling or this that and the other and even if it's been raining I'm fine in my slippers yeah. the, the, the soles are rubber and thick and they're impenetrable so I would probably wear those again in a conflict situation and if you needed to put the boot in, there's a bit extra heft there because yeah, of the rubber soles, isn't actually. it? Yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, they wouldn't be ideal for putting the boot in, but it could be done, yeah. It's, it, yeah, if you needed to. It's the closest thing you're going to get to a street shoe during a night attack, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I asked her in M&S. They said, can I help you, sir? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a pair of slippers, but the closest you can get to a street shoe, in yeah. a, but in slipper form. Yeah. <laughs> And they said, are, are, are you thinking about night attack situation, sir? Yes. yes. Oh, yes we've, got a set, we've got a section for that. What you want if you do feel that you're likely to come under threat of night attack. Mm. Listen, mate, have you read the papers? There's a little thing called Brexit. Come October 31st, we're all at risk of night attacks, right? <laughs> People will be coming in here trying to nip my lentils and my water supplies. I need to be attack ready. And right? you and they go, That's fine. Um, can I recommend to Sir a summer nightgown? Well, mm. these are the basics, mate. Of course you can recommend me a fucking summer nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are. I'm going to be, as I say, I'm going to get take out a loan for a bed rig, but obviously yeah. it's not just the bed. There's so many other accessories Loads that they can go and, along and with. And what I haven't got into is on top of my sleeping pillow, which is my favourite thing, mm. I have some other cushions which I use for sitting up with in the morning when I'm having my tea. Right. So you return a, to bed. You return to bed for the tea. I bring it up on a, I bring it up on a tray. Yeah. Uh, uh, the clock radio goes off. Mm-hmm. There is a brilliant early breakfast show on Six Music presented by a yeah. guy called Chris Hawkins. I don't know him. I've got no agenda. I've never met the bloke. He is brilliant. Very right. often the early breakfast shift on a radio station, you don't associate with top talent. All due respect yeah. to those who have done it. Um, but, you know, I mean, I've done overnights before, so I'm not judging anyone. But this guy is brilliant. He plays great music. He's very funny. And that wakes me up in the morning. I go right. down. I get the tea rigged up. Then I come mm-hmm. back to bed with the tray. And I, I slowly revive myself and pre- ready myself for the day's activities with a cup of yep. tea. And, you know, have a little look at the phone. Catch have a up bit on of a what's think. going on. Have a little bit have of a, a think of a about think the about, day ahead. Listen, that yeah. Att- attack the day. Yeah. So I give, my, give myself Neville. a little mental speech. <laughs> God, this is all I have to go on the list. I'm, I'm going to need to get a digital radio for the bedroom as well. Then, because all I've yeah, got wake now yourself is, up with a radio show. I've I've just got the fucking the iPhone alarm, and I just sleep through that. I've got that going off every five minutes. That's, That's depressing. Good. I used to use that things, and now I, I even if I hear someone else's, it depresses me because gives you the fear, it, doesn't it? Yeah, it gives me a fear. Whereas waking up gently with a good radio show that just triggers, and very often it's a really good track wakes me up. Jalapeno. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
Jalapeño. For years, I used to have it tuned into the Today program on Radio 4. Oh, God. Especially when I did my own daily radio show, I sort of was duty bound to keep up with the news and current affairs. Yeah. And so I, what I'd do is I'd listen to the Today program in the morning. Mm-hmm. And my simple approach to doing my own drive time show on talk radio was, okay, what I'm going to do is take all of the stories that they're doing on the Today program, but do them in a thick way. (laughs) (laughs) Put them through a thickness filter. Yeah. (laughs) And I I found it really easy. (laughs) I found it really easy. I took their stories that they did in, in, in their posh way. And yeah. I just found it very easy to do the same stories, but in an idiot way. Yeah. And that was it. The show, the rest of the show looked after itself, just to be took honest. Care of itself. Genius. I'd, oca- I'd occasionally, if I had a gap, I'd call you up and ask you about like the latest products that Greg's were selling yeah. or something like that. Well, yeah, sausage rolls usually, wasn't it? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Sausage roll watch with Andy Dawson. Kept things going, didn't it? I used to do that. <laughs> but as I've said before, the news is, is genuinely quite upsetting and depressing. And yeah all too often you would wake up in the morning and the first thing you did because it just kicks into a radio show randomly and you'd go the threat and it would say something like the threat of nuclear conflict with north korea has been described <laughs> as probable and you'd be like yeah, it just yeah. get you off to a bad start whereas yeah. sometimes chris hawkins will wake you up and, you, and they'll be playing like the human league that's the first thing you well, hear in the morning yeah that's and then better, you feel, you're in a really good mood straight mm. away that's that's leading to what i was just about to say there i've come off twitter i've shut my account down no profanity swan gone have you had a has there been a major incident nope it's just a build up of all the toxicity you know what a build up of all all the shit news that's going on and I don't tweet that much anymore Mm. but I look at it a lot yeah and I'm very passive but Mm. all of the shit that's going on I've just decided I'm stop exposing myself to it because what is the fucking point I think that's so, a I mean, really good idea. I'll probably be back. Obviously, there's still the, the podcast uh, Twitter accounts yeah. are still going. Yeah, I'll probably be back, but I just don't fuck it. Actually, it's a, bit of a bl- it's a bit of a blow for the podcast because you've got loads of followers. Um, you would have been better off signing nah. that over to me or one of uh, or, or one of our sort of operatives. <laughs> no, I'll be back. The, the podcast self-propelling at this point. It's a, it's a self-propelling. Uh, turbo you've got more followers. Entity. You've got more followers than me and the podcast account. So that's all I'm saying is that we've lost. What did you have? Forty thousand or more? Forty-five, something like that. Forty, yeah. forty-five thousand followers lost, gone. Yeah, potential all, followers. All potential. Yeah, potential followers, but you know, all Thing that, is, that to me, that's that represents potential money gone. Yeah. I've just taken money away from you and your children. And my children, doing that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, how do you feel? Gutted and affronted. But I think, I think anyone that follows Profanity Swan, who isn't already following Top Flight Time Machine, you know, they're not going to get into it now, are they? Because I bang on about it that much. Mm, and I will so. be back. I will return. Yeah. Don't worry, I just need a break from it all. Yeah, it's I think you've taken, you've taken breaks before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, but I've never shut the thing down before. Because that's the thing, I keep looking at it and reading it, and it's you- depressing. I, oh, I totally understand, and I totally back your decision. Um, yeah, I, thanks. I have had to before, you know, uh, go away from social media for the odd like fortnight. But to be honest, now I, when I'm on Twitter, do you know, all I look at is two things. One, mm. my mentions. I don't look <laughs> at my main feed. My main feed is often like if I go on it, it's still frozen <laughs> at some time like two weeks before. 
right? Right. Like or, or like, you know, Boris on my feed, Boris Johnson still isn't prime minister yet, right? Because <laughs> um, I'm, you know, obviously I'm just sort of quite self-centred, I guess. So yeah, I'm just, you just need that validation, don't you? I, I'm just looking at my mentions. I'm looking yeah. at the conversations that I, that people are having with me or whatever. So that avoids having to look at all the spew and bile <clears throat> that goes on yeah. on the main thread. And other than that, I've got a, fil- a West Ham filter. So I, a list, you know. So I go right. on that, and that gives me all of the West Ham news and bants that I require. Oh, that's a good idea, yeah. So you just and, um, filter and, and it's filtered out. So there's nothing about Brexit or anything like that. It's just mm. West Ham accounts and and Sam Delaney mm. mentions, and then that's okay. it. Well, that's all you need, isn't it? That's so my strategy. That's all I need yeah. in life. Well, we'll, we'll mm. see. I'll, I'll be back, I'm sure, but at the minute, no, I can just fuck off because I've had enough. This is it! football fan knows it's the goals that really stay with you thanks to their juddering emotional impact in the new life goals podcast football fanatics like paul hoxby kevin day nick hancock and andy dawson relive the eight defining goals of their lives and reflect on what was happening at the time as it all comes flooding back the reason i've chosen this goal is it was probably one of the seminal moments of my life like a good football match it veers from the poignant that goal it was almost like a dam bursting and i cried like a baby for five minutes to the joyous i went on the pitch and so did my mum and dad (laughs) so you know if that doesn't tell you something (laughs) and there's music too i mean i was into the sex pistols when i was five theo life goals with me theo delaney is brought to you by the producers of top flight time machine subscribe now to ensure you get each new episode on release. This is it. Hey, I want to read. Um, I want to read a letter that we've had. Oh yeah. Hang on, I get it on the screen. It's from Stuart Ives. Mm. Um, two stories, both about his dad. We need more dad stories in this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure you've all got some. Uh, he says the first one takes place in the late 1990s. My dad was on the roof doing whatever it is a dad on a roof does. He may or may not have had a hammer. Anyway, he's doing dad on the roof things when he hears a commotion from below. He looks down to see a giant dog come and take our family cat in its mouth and try and take it away. Fuck. Without thinking, he jumps off the roof and rugby tackles the dog, releasing the family cat from its grip. Furious, dad marches the dog back to its owner. Enter Mr. Dissendat, owner of the Uh dog. Uh, what problem? Your cat didn't die. <laughs> Your cat did die. He he good dog usually must be full moon. <laughs> he took his dog and disappeared at the back of his compound. We never saw him or the dog again. Uh, next story comes perhaps 10 years later the elderly family poodle is barking ferociously at something in the background dad goes to investigate to find the dog having a standoff with a large snake Uh, dad's a bit scared of snakes so he did the only thing he thought reasonable he got a can of petrol and lit half the backyard on fire because he'd heard that snakes were afraid of fire (laughs) I've heard that. of course everyone's fucking afraid of fire (laughs) <laughs> uh, I've yes. heard I've heard a rumour yeah. that snakes yeah. don't like fire oh what wow who are you do? fucking David Bellamy what do you think he's going to do slither through the fire and continue the attack on the on the poodle <laughs> uh, the snake unsurprisingly took off and the dog was unharmed 
Uh, the next summer, a similar incident occurred. The dog had another run-in with a snake. This time, when Dad went to investigate, the snake took one look at Dad and took off. Fair to say it was the same snake, and he remembered the crazy red-headed bastard who tried to fry him. We never saw the snake again. <laughs> My dad had a good encounter with a snake when I was a kid. We were in um, uh, Sardinia. Because right. my, my aunt, I've told stories about Sardinia before. My Italian aunt has a rig in Sardinia, mm-hmm. right? And that was where they sh- the, the locals shot her cat in yeah. front of my cousins. Remember that? Remember yeah. that? yeah, they so, all gathered together and did it, didn't they? Yeah, about, the, about, those, about those days, it was a pretty, pretty kind of, you know, basic sort of rig, basic place with those kind of cat shooting Sardinian peasants and... All that yeah. sort of stuff, you know. It was pretty rural and, and out of the way. And we were there, and uh, there was all kids playing out in the gardens the whole time, and one of them screamed and said they'd seen a snake. And my dad, who was just regarded as this strange, pale, kind of skinny, pale Englishman, right, who sort of looked very out of place in, in this sort of little resort, <laughs> he, he freaked out, I think because my sister my half sister was there and she was like a toddler and so he freaked out and thought oh fuck this this fucking snake's gonna get her so he fucking leapt came running out of his house really like uncharacteristically animated with a broom and he ran around this sort of little resort that was very rural and and he was and he was saying to the kids he doesn't speak a word of italian and the kids didn't really speak a word of english and he's going Where's the snake? Where's the snake? Like, you know, really like thinking I'll just shout at these kids. And they were all pointing at bushes and he was fucking charging around, right? And more and more kids, he was like the Pied Piper. More and more kids were like coming in behind him and he was just like piling into these edges. I was I was sort of scared. I'd never seen him behave like it before. He was fucking whacking at these bushes with a snake, with a, with a broomstick, going right underneath them, trying to beat the bushes and get the snake out. <laughs> or scare, I, I suppose scare it off but you know they're not easily scared after that they sort of like <laughs> thought he was some kind of amazing like snake man sent from yeah, a foreign snake, country snake charmer until yeah. the other then the kids they all liked him thought he was a hero for a while because he'd been so brave to take on the snake and then one night the um he was obsessed with my sister maybe she was she must have been pretty young because he was obsessed with her getting off to sleep every night right but Mm. of course italians let their children stay up to fucking mad hours i mean they fucking eat at midnight and then they're all up playing around doing what the fuck they want till 3 a.m or something Mm. right and it used to wind my dad up the noise outside the the little (laughs) villa we were in because he thought it would wake up yeah it, it, it it would wake up my little sister and sure enough so there's some kids playing outside and as they run by one of them bangs on the window and it wakes my sister up and she starts oh. crying. So my dad goes to the window, right? And he opens the window. And as the next load of kids run by, he stops one of them and he goes, did you bang on the window? And this this kid goes, <laughs> care? And he goes, did you? And he mimes, he goes, did you bang on the window? This little kid doesn't really know English, but has obviously picked up a couple of words that he wants to practice. And he goes, yes, like that. My dad goes, my dad goes, bang, and fucking clips him around the ear. And he runs off crying. 
It was, he, was all, oh, he caused loads of trouble. Another night, the um, car, someone's car alarm kept going off because there was all these teenagers who were sitting on the bonnet, like standing around in the evening, you know, loitering. Like, yeah. dis and that children. Dis and that <laughs> Italian teenagers just loitering yeah. near a car. And my dad came out fucking in his gym jams and was going mental. Not them, but the woman whose car it was. He was going, take me to the woman whose car it is. And he was making my cousin translate to her, saying she's got to switch the alarm off. And she kept refusing. And he's going, Te-, to my cousin, who's probably about 15, tell her if she doesn't switch the car alarm off, I'm going to push her car into the sea. Right? So we were right near the- and my cousin knows this woman. He's going, I can't, I, I can't, I can't tell her that. I, that's really disrespectful. I can't, I can't say it. And my dad's going, fucking tell her. Fucking tell her. And he's going, I won't. And he's gone to my cousin. Fine, I'll tell her. And he mimes it out. He goes, if you don't switch the car alarm off. And he's making like a sort of alarm flashing thing. Of course, and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going to push. And he's miming push. Your car, and he's doing a thing with the steering wheel, and then he goes into the sea, and he makes that wavy fucking from <laughs> <laughs> his hand. Honestly, he was like, yeah, basically he was hated. He hit a child, yeah. and then he threatened to push someone's car into a sea by using by using the method of give us a clue. Yes, exactly, exactly. So anyway, that's Fuck my dad hell. and snake story. At least he didn't. Uh, Set the yard on fire and try and keep them out that way. No. Oh, God. Hey, we need to do uh, football predictions for the weekend. That's kind of why it. we're here. Yeah. Right, here we go. Uh, Burnley versus Everton. 1 0. 1 0. I'm going to go 2 1 Burnley, that one. Uh, West Ham versus Crystal Palace. I can do this one first if you like. I yeah. think this will be 1 uh, 1. <laughs> You're such a knob. <laughs> <laughs> You're worse than Mark Lawrenson. <laughs> Come on. What's uh, that, Palace? 2-1. Uh, 2-1. One. One. All right. Uh, Lincoln versus Sunderland. <laughs> Lincoln, Come on. Sunderland. 1-0 uh, uh, to Lincoln. <laughs> Fine. 1-0 to Lincoln. I'm going to go 2-0 to Sunderland. Uh, Liverpool versus Leicester. I think this will be 3-1 to Liverpool. Uh, I reckon 1-0 to Liverpool. 1-0 Liverpool. Southampton, Chelsea. I reckon 0-2 to to Chelsea. 0-2 to Chelsea. I think this will be uh, 1-1. And Millwall, results Mm -hmm. bots team, versus Bielsa's Leeds. Oh, (laughs) what a game. I'll go first with this one. I reckon it will be... 2-0 2-0 to Leeds I reckon it'll be 1-2 so 2-1 to one, Leeds 2-1 to Leeds that's the predictions they are now locked in i got to tell are. you mate before we wrap yeah. things up I am reading Michael Owen's book now I think I might have mentioned it before you did and when I first started reading it I was like yeah it's pretty good it's quite interesting I mean the mm-hmm. main reason I got it I was all this stuff about Alan Shearer that I was fascinated yeah. to read about this falling yeah. out mate we're deep diving this book. It's diveable, is it? Okay. It, it's very diveable. It gets more diveable as it goes along, but it's really diveable. And I've got to tell you, and the cunters listening, um, that 
<laughs> the moment at which I was like, this is nailed on for a deep dive is <laughs> when Keegan comes back to Newcastle. <laughs> All the luck. Pr- <laughs> and, and he promotes Terry and he, and he, <laughs> Terry Mack back to his assistant. Oh, and good. <laughs> and Michael Owen has some tremendous Keegan and Terry Mack double act stories. <laughs> he, it, like Owen goes from hating Keegan when Keegan was England manager, he fucked Owen mm. about, or so Owen claims, and Owen really didn't like him and uh, slagged him off in his first book, and it yeah. caused a rift between them. But then, when he was at Newcastle, and it was a complete surprise that all of a sudden, um. I think they got shot of Allardyce and all, all of a sudden Keegan was coming back, right? Mm. And he thought, oh, I'm fucked here. I'm going to have to leave because me and Keegan never got on when he was England manager. And he said Keegan was a changed man. He just yeah. was so much better as a club manager than the international manager. He goes, it was the best fun, best banter, best <laughs> coaching I'd ever had. And, he went, and as for wow. Terry McDermott, he was the funniest guy. And then I'm not going to ruin it, but... Suffice to say, there is a, some fucking. It is very fertile for Keegan and Terry right. Mack stories. We'll do that. We'll do that after Keegan, then. But we'll we'll yeah. not do the whole book. We'll just do selected bits and try yeah, and well, keep we'll, it to about twenty weeks. Yeah, brilliant. Great. Quickly before we go, some ratings. Craig has emailed us in with three things he wants us to rate. Uh, car air fresheners. Oh, one. Yeah, I was going to go four. They do a job, but no. No. If, uh, if your car smells, like, get it valeted and then drive around with the windows open for a bit. Yeah, it's just too much. Uh, the game of squash. Uh, three. It's a cunts game, isn't it? Oh, you know what? I used to play it. You'd be not oh, surprised really? to find out. Yeah, it's really good. I'm going to give it an eight. There's not enough squash that courts around. That and golf. That and golf. Yep. You're like someone... Yep. You're like um, Dan Aykroyd in... Uh, <laughs> In um, trading places, yeah, I'm, I'm a Macam yuppie, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, finally, there's a guy who works down the chip shop. Swears he's Elvis by Kirsty McColl. Yeah, I give it a nine because Kirsty McColl is great, yeah. isn't she? We'll give that a nine. Yeah, you mm. can't beat a bit of Kirsty. All right, that's it from this episode. Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend, everyone. We'll be back after the weekend with more of the same. Yeah. TTFN. Go football. Go football.